Welcome to this special episode of Retrosonic Podcast. I'm Steve from Retroman Blog. And a couple of weeks ago, I was at the Pelton Arms in Greenwich for a great uh, Sunday afternoon's entertainment. And we had Serge and Gabriella from French Boutique over uh, in London. And they were joined by Bobby from uh, Dr. Bird. And also there was Toby from Tiny Floors. And Graham Lentz on percussion. It was a great um, afternoon's entertainment, as I said. And it was to celebrate, well, I suppose, your Gabriella's birthday. And I thought what mm-hmm. I'd do, I'd get Gabriella, Serge and Bobby together... Because I've been, I really enjoyed the the afternoon, and I thought there's a lot of chemistry between you, and obviously you'll get on. And I thought, well, let's get them together while you're over in the UK, Serge and Gabriella, and get you into the podcast. So welcome, Gabriella. Thank you. And Serge. Thank you. And Bobby. Well, nice to be here. You're welcome. And so quickly, this Sunday afternoon in Greenwich was it was was great fun. You know how what how did you all get together and uh, get this sort of little combo? Wasn't going? it Toby's idea? Yes, yeah, it was Toby's idea. Originally, it was Toby's yeah. idea. Mm. And uh, actually, we know that it was a secret scheme now to get us to last minute replace his singer the night before. Ah, right. Which uh, <laughs> I wasn't aware of this devious plan when he uh, when he came up with the um, the idea. No, no, it's just a and it just sounded like fun mm. that we mm. do uh, we do each other's songs instead of uh, yeah. And also because Serge and I were just going to be over here visiting on vacation, so we don't have the band. Mm. So we're obviously not going to do a, a French boutique show. So it yeah. is like he, we all like each other's songs and we play with each other a lot. So mm. well, it worked really well, didn't yeah, it? It was great yeah. fun. You know. I'm glad to and it was very. It. I mean, I don't know how you found the time to to learn each other's songs. Like Nor do we. Uh, no, <laughs> we were very stressed out. Yeah, Bob, uh, Bobby was as stressed out as I am. I think. But you so, had a warm up the night before at the same venue. Yeah, you, you guested with Toby's band. That's right. Tiny exactly. Fours. Yes, that was that was the us. emergency yeah. lead singer replacement gig. Yeah, uh, so that dropped on us time. within 48 hours notice. Yes. Wow. In fact, we were here, but just to, to point out the fact that we're recording this in Toby's front room, uh, but we were we were here on the Thursday before the gigs, and Toby then told us that his lead singer had quit, and Gabriella both looked at uh, both looked at each other, and we we said to Toby, "Well, what are you going to do?" We said, "More more to the point, what are you two going to do?" Yeah. So we were drafted in. Yeah. Really, Hobson's choice. We yeah. We had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so the next 48 hours were spent actually cramming lyrics. All right, so just you and Gab, did you play guitar, Serge, on the Saturday night? No, no, no. Just you, you were lucky no, no. you got away with Apparently it was an eventful night. There was a punch-up and people staged. Oh, that's staged right, there attacking, was. You know. Yeah, there was, a, there was a... In fact, when Toby was announcing, he did a couple instrumentals first, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And mm. he announced, like, having a guest singers, but in a way that... Some people interpret it as being a call for karaoke. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so they uh, so there was a, a woman very intent on rushing the stage to sing. Yeah. And uh, she finally made it on at one point, and then her friends dragged her off. And yeah, and then there was a punch <laughs> up. And so this was an, this was another audition for the new singer for his what band. Was it? <laughs> that was great. Well, it was great fun, and it's nice to see you over here. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. And without the stress of a gig. Because yes. normally when I see you, you're playing a gig or I'm putting on a gig mm-hmm. and um, we, we never really get much chance to, to chat. So thanks for coming in. So um, to get us in the mood and for any people listening who are not aware of your music, um, 
I'm going to put you on the spot here, Serge and Gabriella. Can you pick one of French Boutique's songs that you think a brand new listener to French Boutique who's never heard the band, pick a song that would sum up your repertoire? Oh, maybe uh, one of the um, uh, the oldest one, Pousseau uh, Crime. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's not from the last uh, LP, uh, EP. Yeah. But uh, maybe yes. If, if uh, the question is, uh, if it's for someone who uh, yeah. never uh, listened to our music, yeah. maybe yes, Pousseau Crime. I mean, that's a great track, and that's from your Issy Paris. Issy Paris, sorry, are we going to say is? it right? Is that from Issy Paris? Is yes, it from your, oh. your, from the, <laughs> which, <laughs> which we released as a double pack, yeah, double, seven double inch single. on yeah. Copas yeah, Disc, which was a great package, and uh, uh, that's a great, great song. And, and Bobby, how about Dr. Bird or your, your own music? What would you say as a novice listener Dear captures me. your essence? Dear me, that's putting me on the spot a little bit. I guess the, there's a there's a couple of standout ones um, in every gig that we've played. There's one song that's never been off the set list, and that's "Small Flat by the Sea." And the other one is um, I know it's Sergi's favourite. It's East London Cleopatra, which is more oh, kind yes. of upbeat yeah. pub rock kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I guess you know, for a novice Doctor Bird listener, they they would be the the go-to one. Yeah, they're okay. both great songs. Okay. Well, let's let's pick if you're gonna Desert Island, take one of them. Let's go for East London Cleopatra. Right. Of the way Sergi's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to choose that as one of his favourites as well. Oh, great, that's. Uh, <laughs> let's hear it. Standing on 
the corner where I last saw you Spent the weeks and Saturday Thinking of you The image of your face Was burning to my brain It's been four days now Since I last kissed you Got to tell you girl How much I missed you I've still got two days Before I see you again And that was Dr. Bird and East London Cleopatra, and that's from your Part of My Plan EP. That's right, it is, yes. Yeah, was that your first release? Yeah, yeah, Bird? yeah, yeah. And that was um, that was last year, actually. That was May of last year. Yeah. Uh, and then the album Bedtime Stories came out in the October of last year. So we've got a bit of a, a, a flat swap going on, haven't you? Toby's over in Paris in yeah. your flat, and you're here. We're here. Thank you, Toby. We're in his apartment, yes, which is very you, kind Toby. of um, And he's, he's looking after our cats right now, <laughs> yeah. so we thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think as a little thank you to Toby, um, we've got to play one of his tracks, haven't we? So, Gabriella, what, what would you... Yes. Um, let, let's... Um, Pick one of your favourites. I, I pick one of the ones that we did not sing last weekend. Oh, right, okay. Uh, called The Ones in Your Head, mm. if I have the song title correct, which I'm pretty sure I do. And it's a, a very nice song from Tiny Flaws.
Toby was in Gene Drayton unit and yeah. he mm-hmm. was he's now in Tiny Floors and obviously yeah. Bobby's doing his thing with Dr. Bird. Toby's also been in Dr. Bird briefly as well. Oh, okay. Mm. So how did you all meet? You know, let's say, you know, you got... We saw him the first time, I ah, think, okay. at Albert's. The first the, gig he played... In Brixton. Yeah, yeah. The first gig oh, he right. played with us, with you, was that one, the blow-up one in the St. Moritz in Soho. Oh, I see. So that's how you met, just from playing mm-hmm. together? Right? We, we, Gabriella, Serge and I have met prior to that. Mm-hmm. In yeah. fact, it'd be, it'd be three years this weekend that... I know that Gabriella and Serge first saw Dr. Bird play because that was the mm. uh, mod weekender in Brighton. Yeah. Um, and it was actually a matter of days after that that I got a message from Gabriella saying, we'd like you to support us at this blow-up gig. So that oh, kind of happened yeah. really, really yeah. quickly. But yeah. we met when when he DJed, when Serge DJed. The, this is yes. very funny. At mm. the um, well-suspect... Uh, re- yeah, the, relaunch, the, launch. Um, that was at the Barracuda shop. At the Barracuda shop. Yeah. shop. That's oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we've known each other personally for about three and a half years. So what were you doing before French boutique, and how did it? Yeah, well, musically, I never did anything at all before. Oh, right, okay. I, used, I was I yeah. was uh, studying flamenco dancing for a yeah. long time and hurt my feet. It's Great. her first band. Oh, oh your first boutique. band. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. But uh, before she she used to. Uh, to sing uh, in uh, in church? No, no, <laughs> no really. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. not in church. No, no, school <laughs> choir, whatever. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, a very long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, she's very angelic, isn't she? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, I, I, um, uh, I was in uh, a few bands. Uh, my first band was in, um, I think, uh, around uh, uh, 1984, yeah. and uh, it was the name was uh, uh, Les Venturas. Les Venturas. Yeah. It was uh, how do you say it, clin d'œil? Mm, a wink at? Could you say that in English? It wouldn't mm, make no. any sense. <laughs> not would it? Yeah, not yeah. to. Okay. What yeah. else is that? Mm. Uh, not to. A uh, famous uh, French actor uh, who was um, Lino Ventura, uh, he played in a lot of uh, gangsters uh, yeah. movies, French yeah. gangsters movies, yeah. and uh, it uh, it sounds a little bit like Marta Ives and the Vandelas, yes. for us it was mixed, <laughs> you know, the 60s stuff, uh, yeah. uh, and uh, at that time it was uh, uh, something uh, between French stuff like uh, Jacques Dutron yeah. uh, and uh, and for England it was uh, the jam uh, yeah. or the buscocks or it was a mixing be- between that yeah. uh, kind of uh, that sounds good I think it's a sort of band that if you got back together now those influences sound perfect for the, today's age mm. don't they you know yes. for me the big thing uh, uh, it was was the the punk mov- movement yeah. in 1977 uh, but the, I was I start to be. Uh, I was in some art school, yeah. and I um, uh, I start to listen to the Sex Pistols and uh, the Clash. It was around 1978, 79. Yes. And yeah. uh, when I it was the Clash, the Dam, the Stranglers, and yeah. and the Jam. And the Jam was really uh, for me. It was really the best of all that uh, band, sure. um, and that's uh, why I. Uh, um, I became. I, uh, I, uh, yeah. I start to to, to, to listen to all, right. all that uh, mud yeah. uh, things and uh, yeah. all that reference, and I became. Oh, I see. Uh, 
<laughs> so before we get on to the jam, because I think we're going to touch probably, I think we're all fans of the jam here. Oh, and, yes. um, yeah. Um, uh, and we, we were talking earlier about uh, the Stranglers you, you were a, a fan of. So um, what was it about the Stranglers in particular that you liked? Because I know they were very popular in France, weren't they? Yes, yes, yes. In, in the in the uh, all the, the, the punk uh, audience, uh, they, they they were really famous. They, they were really um, um, strange, really mm. strange. The ambience and uh, everything. It was yeah. because we we weren't uh, really good in English. Uh, we didn't uh, understand uh, everything, but. Uh, uh, some ambience and some words and some mm. all the, uh, the sound that the, um, it was uh, like a, uh, like a strange movie uh, like yes, <laughs> something yeah, yeah. Uh, insane. Yeah. yeah, well they were. They <laughs> and, were very uh, and it was band. really uh, great. It was really yeah. uh, it, uh, I, I, I was really impressed yeah. uh, by uh, by that band. Yeah. But I never saw them. Okay, I mean, think it, yeah. I mean, and you've picked one of your favorite Strangler songs. So which one have you gone for? Um, I think about Goodbye to Lose, uh, that crazy yeah, song. <laughs> great track, great bass as always from JJ. And, uh, well, let's hear it. This is The Stranglers and Goodbye to Lose. So tell us about your um, first stirrings in the musical world. They go back an awful long time now. They're in black and white. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was much the same as everyone else. I kind of caught punk just after 77. Um, uh, so I got influenced by everything that you just mentioned. And really the first bands that I joined of any note was Fast Eddie. After they'd had a couple of records released on the original World Suspect um, they kind of split, uh, and the drummer uh, Bob and bass player, I think his name was Andy, they wanted to start again and carry on. So it was actually through a friend of mine who I played football with. He mentioned to me one day that they were looking for a singer, and he didn't mention who the band was. And it wasn't until I turned up at the rehearsal room somewhere in Ilford or Longford or somewhere like that that I realised who they were. I'd been a fan of Fast Eddie yeah. at this stage for, you know, for two or three years and seen them several times. So when I walked through the door, I was you know, really quite quite taken aback when I realised you know, this is an you know, R&B band, probably the best one on the circuit at the time, mm. um, certainly in the East, the East London Essex circuit, which mm. is where I used to hang out. 
but we never we never actually played a gig. Oh, so you didn't record anything? We didn't record anything. Well, I've got somewhere at home, and I must dig them out. I've got some old rehearsal cassettes. Uh, Any, any you can play? We can play on this episode. I know, (laughs) no, 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 they're they're awful quality because I recorded them on a, you know, one of the old, used to call them Brixton briefcases. You know, the the big cassette recorders, boombox thing. Uh, So the quality is rubbish, Um, but they're knocking around at home somewhere. But that was really the first time I actually got into a proper band. Yeah. and it was great. It was a brilliant learning curve for me. Um, and then, kind of, as I got a bit older, life got in the way. I ended up mm. moving away from London and got down to, to, to Brighton, where I lived for the best part of 27 years. Oh, right. And it wasn't until, um, I guess, about 10, 12 years ago that I started picking up the guitar again. I'd, I'd had a daughter in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, I had to wait for her to be old enough for me to go out in evenings <laughs> yeah. and so I started picking up the guitar and a couple of friends of mine we, we got a, a, a little band together and I got offered a, a residency in a local pub and I'd play every Thursday mm. uh, and that's really when I started writing songs uh, and that's where several of the songs on, on the first EP and the first album were, were actually written yeah um, so it took you quite a while to actually get yeah yeah to, yeah, yeah. to releasing your own sort of yeah, music yeah yeah, yeah. So, so going, going back to the early days, what sort of music would have, I mean, like Serge was talking about Stranglers and that, and what, what sort of, is there any sort of period of when you were younger that you thought, wow, I really want to get involved in music? Well, it was the, the whole of the, the, the mod scene, really. So the yeah. punk, I call the back end of, yeah. a much more new waver than, than the yeah. punk, although I, you know, I love the Pistols and the Clash and the, the, the Damned and, and those guys. Mm. Um, but it was really getting the, the, the mod revival thing. Yeah. So the jam were a huge influence on me. Yeah. And that remains so. Um, and, you know, the, the chords, yeah. obviously, Secret Affair were great. Um, and a lot of the, the, the smaller bands, like, you know, 007 and the Small World and, and mm. you know, the scene and those guys, yeah. um, I used to see them a lot around town. Uh, but really, it all kicked off with me for, for, for me properly was the Style Council. And yeah. Paul Weller kind of moved on a little bit. Sure. And the Star Council is that that whole that whole sort of eighty three eighty four period is I'd hit twenty and twenty one yeah. by then. Yeah. So I always say that the Jam were the band of my youth, but the Star Council were the band I grew up with. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, one of my one of my choices if we're going to move on to that is is actually um, uh, the first Star Council single, which I believe was April eighty three. Yeah. Uh, with Speak Like a Child, I just loved. I just got it immediately. Yeah. Well, that's a great choice. Well, let's hear it. Go ahead. Yeah. 
as I said, that 83, 84 period when there was kind of like a, a new coffee table jazz explosion, wasn't there really? So yeah. bands like um, Everything But Girl With Eden mm. and Animal Nightlife and Working Week and those kind of guys have brought a much more soulful mm. element. I was always kind of more drawn to the R&B soul side of things with yeah. the Q-tips earlier and yeah. Dexies, obviously. Um, but that whole jazzy thing kind of opened up my ears to a whole yeah. lot more influences. Yeah, it's true. That's Thank funny you. to think about uh, 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 about the Style Council because for me, uh, the end of uh, the jam <laughs> was a real drama. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. and uh, the 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 start uh, of um, uh, Style Council. I I remember I uh, I bought the first the first single mm -hmm. uh, of. Um, Uh, style Council. Uh, it was great, but uh, something. Uh, no, I, uh, I was a little bit, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's yeah. that's funny because that song, uh, "Speak Like a Child," we tried uh, with French Boutique, but it was before oh, Gabriella right. yeah. joined the I band. No, they tried to make me sing it. Oh right! Ah, yes, yeah. Ah, yes. But I told them that yeah. I, I started enforcing my almost no English and no colors ah, yes. rule. Yeah, no and, uh, because yeah. she's a she's a little unless bit, uh, it's Doctor Bird or course, the Tiny Claws yes. yes, or, or even the job and, for a charity compilation. Speak like like a child. It's impossible yeah. to yeah, it's to to it because it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's no, I was, really, I, really I, I tried great it once song. and it was terrible. Yeah, and it's like no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I make an ass out of myself even more than I. Yeah. So, Gabriella, what were you doing? You know, they said you, you joined French Routine. That was your first band. Yeah. So, what, so did you have no musical leanings apart from the, the <laughs> choir before then? Did you, I, did you I, not sing? I never listened to music. Oh, really? Quite, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a, a modern scooterist for a long time, yeah. so all the usual, lots of records, soul, yeah. soul uh, the usual stuff, you know, soul, yeah. uh, R&B, uh, Jamaican music, yeah. like, I mean, like a rock city. Yeah, things like this. So, so when did you discover that you you had this voice that you wanted to get on stage and perform? I didn't discover <laughs> this at all. I still have it actually. <laughs> Someone uh, needs to convince me. No, I mean the the fact is that is uh, the the singer um, quit. This seems to be the yeah, story a, of my life recently. Singers keep quitting, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had been dancing a lot, and mm. um, I hurt my foot and had to have a foot operation. Mm. So. Uh, That was really true, and so they had a rehearsal, and it was like, boom, yeah. might as well uh, give yeah. it a shot. And I had been trying to convince his band to sing in French, which yeah. they didn't want to do. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. No, no, no it, it was the first yeah. uh, singer, the, 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 the girl, uh, Flora. She, um, no, she didn't uh, want to sing in French. Okay. Like a lot of yeah. uh, French uh, people, uh, uh, it's uh, something strange and like uh, complex uh, yeah. about the language yeah, because we we, yeah. we listen to a lot of uh, Anglo-Saxon music, yeah. and yeah. it's like uh, but. Uh, because in the, um, my first band in the 80s, we, 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 we used to sing in uh, French. It was yeah. natural for yeah. us yeah. because we are French and we, we wrote all the lyrics yeah. in French. It's and it good, was really point. nice that yeah. Gabriella, uh, she, she convinced us to... Yes, it's... Oh, okay. Uh, so you, you were the one that got them to sing in Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was already on a campaign yeah. with, the, with the singer that I didn't know was going to leave. I hope that wasn't a part of the problem but because uh, I think that they, they then I convinced everyone yes. and uh, no I don't I don't think so but uh, they um, no I just thought it was just completely strange I mean mm. it's a group in Paris 
mm. and here they are like introducing the songs and they're good songs mm. in in French to explain what the song is about and a lot of them they weren't really political songs at the time that's another thing I wanted to do more of but you know they were they were interesting songs they weren't yeah. just like hi I love you don't leave me blah 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 exactly so because I like soul music yeah. and we don't do music that uh, that is stylistically soul music mm. but I know what it means yeah which is it, it comes from uh, it comes from you yeah and it's you really feel it and you really think it and if you're sort of play acting well, even though yeah. Uh, yeah. and if you're we, we all write songs together even if mm. it's one we, we switch off lyrics duties mm. you know but we all they're all things that we all think about and we talk about yeah do you know what I mean and so that we would that we would just write some weird fantasy song I mean I guess I could I, I, I could of course write a song it's my native language but mm. um, I don't that's my I don't talk to mm. my band in English you know, mm. yeah, I mean, it just would be just well, a strange Gabriela, thing for I must me. Say that you know? Gabriela, she's really smart, and she, she's a, a little bit for oh, me. Uh, she, <laughs> she, she's, she's a little bit like Lenin <laughs> <laughs> because she knows how to convince you. Okay, but yes. you know, uh, really, uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. So that <laughs> what it was lot of, um, yeah. it's a uh, 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 mix uh, diplomatic things yeah. and. Uh, um, and some force. And some and force, some force. too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> some threats and force. And that's funny Maybe. because we wrote a song about that yeah. uh, stupid thing uh, that is to, to yeah. for oh, French to talk in English. Yeah. It, it, it's uh, it's uh, cool to use some words yeah. some words in English. Yeah, and it's really stupid. Yeah. Uh, they they invent yeah, some they invent words, words that don't exist. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. And this is um, what the song New Commissar was Yes, yes. Well, actually, yes, I, I like that's a great song. It was one of my picks. Oh. So I think that's a good opportunity to, to play it, oh. and then people can uh, translate all the lyrics. Um, <laughs> some of them are in English, but they're in there. Well, let's play that. This is um, New Commissar from another release you did on two seven-inch yep. singles, uh, and this is French boutique. Let's play it.
And that's French Boutique with New Commissar from the double pack 7 inch single that you released um, 2014 on Copus Disc, great label. Yes. And so how will you translate that, Gabriel? Better like that. Right. Because the chorus is, it's basically someone saying all the stupid things that they try to say in English to be cool. Yeah. And uh, and I'm going. I have no idea what you're saying. Okay. In the middle, and then at the end, the the hook is. Uh, I don't understand anything you're saying, and yeah. it's much better like that. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. We sing better in French. We sing both, and I play the idiot. <laughs> He's very good at that, actually. Oh, <laughs> so talking about French language songs, obviously, you know, you've been brought up with this great French music, and I'm a big fan of French music. As you can tell if you listen to the Retrosonic podcast along the way. Um, so let's go back to some of the French music you heard, Gabriella. Have you got any particular songs that, that stand out for you? Yeah, I mean, actually, there's there's so many nice things, but um, I I thought um, I, I thought I thought of a uh, uh, Trenet. He's a, he's a, he's really uh, well known here because he did the original of uh, La Mer, mm. and uh, the, which was then. Um, C'était quoi, la mer? Beyond the Sea. Beyond the Sea. Yeah, yes. Uh, and which is actually, actually a, it's, a, it's an okay song, but he has much nicer songs. And he's very, he's very uh, clever at sort of a, a jazzy, pop, uh, popular jazz type style. And, um, swing. Uh, swing. Swing. You, uh, yeah. and, uh, and I like, and I was really, we had one review of the new album, because we finally had some reviews in France, and mm. some guy was saying, we had some very funny reviews, and the, the, he was saying, Bon, they, they talk about it's supposed to be so English, like they say sometimes in mm. France because of the um, some of the sound. But actually, for me, it's more like a classic uh, chanson française uh, with, mm. with a different backing thing. And so I, yeah. I, was, I actually took that as a compliment, as you have to do when you read a review, <laughs> even if it's bad. No, no, it's really a... Voilà. So which and one so would you go for? Well, I, just because I was thinking the other day when it was raining in Paris. It's called the Ch- Chanson de la Pluie. I think it's called Chanson de la Pluie. Well, let's hear it. Over to Gabriella, please introduce this, as you can say it in French much better than me. We think we think it's Chanson de la Pluie. La Chanson de la Pluie. Oui, c'est ça, non? I think. Yeah. Let's play it. Il pleut dans ma chambre. J'écoute la pluie, la pluie de septembre qui tombe dans mon lit. Le jardin frissonne, toutes les fleurs ont pleuré pour l'avenue de l'automne et pour la fin de l'été. Mais la pluie fredonne sur un rythme joyeux. Tip et tap, tip top, tip et tip, tip et tip et tip. Top et tap, voilà ce qu'on entend la nuit, c'est la chanson de la pluie. Demain le jour fleurira sur vos lèvres, mon amour et la pluie qui calme notre fièvre sera loin, très loin, dans la mer, voguant sous le ciel clair. Demain les bois auront fait leurs toilettes et les toits peints de frais auront tonnerre de fête, les oiseaux contents de ce shampoing ne se plaindront point. Il pleut dans ma chambre. Il pleut dans mon cœur, douce pluie de septembre chantonnaire, moqueur. Dans toute la campagne pousse de beaux champignons, et dans la montagne le vent joue du violon. Tous 
les chats de gouttière chantaient dans ton rond. Tip et tap et tip top et tip et tip tip et tip et tip top et tap. Voilà ce qu'on entend la nuit. C'est la chanson la pluie. I first saw you um, in Paris uh, at Le Bus Palladium with a great bill of um, the kitchenettes, the travellers, and yourself. Uh, and it was a great, um, a great night. And in the end, I'd end up working with with all three of the bands. Coming out, you know, playing at the Retro Man blog. So you did a Toby, a Toby Kinder. <laughs> yes, you, just, so you didn't have us actually yes. substitute for one of your bands. No, the we, we got you over, uh, you know. So I, I was so impressed with that night, and and sort of like Kitchenettes, they play all everything in French, and they dig yeah, out all great. these fantastic. Yeah, I really like that. And I mean, talking about French language songs, um, we had a bit of a reverse uh, on the sat on the Sunday at the Pelton Arms, yes, where we did. one of your. Signature tracks, which I love, is Issy Paddy, uh, which you've got a great video for as well, which people can check out on YouTube, and it's one of my favourite songs. And on the Sunday at Pelton Arms, you, Bobby, did your an English, you turned the tables did. and did an English yes. version of it. Yes. This is London. This has been brewing for a couple of years. Cabriera and I had a conversation a, a good couple of years ago, and Gabriella was saying to me, you know, nobody has covered our songs, I'd love it if somebody covered our songs. And I said, well, I'm quite happy to you know, give it a go. So I, I wrote... Um, it, it, that's the, the, the song that I've sweated over the most because mm. I didn't want to let Gabriella and Serge down with some duff lyrics. <laughs> yeah. um, so we wrote it and the, the next time they were over, we were back at Albert's at the, the Hand mm. in Hand. We had a chance to play it live, only the key was wrong. Yeah. And so we managed to get, get through it, but it wasn't my, my best ever performance. <laughs> okay. So we've been waiting until now. Yeah. To, to, to actually get an opportunity to sing it live and yeah. I just I loved it I loved it I think it was one of the highlights of the day yeah. I, loved I think I, I haven't had time to check it but I think I might oh have, I hope you have yeah, it I think I, I might have to. recorded it oh, I don't know whether I'll, I'll have to check with you first before we unleash it on the public <laughs> but I've got a feeling I might have it captured for posterity that'd be, oh, that'd be great. Be, I have to check for me it's, it's Serge's song Serge wrote yeah. the song and so f- for me the highlight of that, although I loved singing it, is afterwards Serge coming up to me and saying thank you. Yeah. Because that, that meant a lot. So. so you wrote the original lyrics? Yes, yes. Is he Harry? Yes. You know? And uh, for me it was uh, really great to, to, to hear um, Bobby. Mm. Um, to, he adapt, adapted. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so it's not a direct song. translation. It's uh, okay, so you for um, it's not about Paris, for example. No, exactly. <laughs> it's about London. <laughs> this town, London. Yeah, and it sounds really good. For yeah. me, it reminds me a little bit the Walker Brothers or mm. maybe Scott Walker. Yeah, and a little bit uh, some David Bowie stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, it was a great really version, great. you know. And it, and we we are all big. Band, you know, we, we talked a lot recently about the gentrification of London and we were talking mm. about Paris, which we might touch on a bit later. And without sounding like a grumpy old man, you know, we, I think we do miss a lot of the, the way that the cultural side of our cities have been eroded. Yeah. Music venues closing down, etc. You know, and I think it sums up really well your, your lyrics of the London. Mm. This is London. Mm. Again, it was a really nice, poignant song for me. Oh, it was beautiful, you know, I thought. And I, I mean, I, I don't know. The and that's what the Paris one was uh, yeah. about really property developers mm. and, you know, yeah. landlords and things like that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it was great town. to hear it translated like that. And, and it really related well to, to, to what a lot of us feel about 
about London, you know. Well, good. Mm. Thank you. I'm pleased about that. Oh, great. Well, we don't know yet. Let's see what this version sounds like. That I got to <laughs> maybe we will hear it in a second. It might be better to be kept as legendary. Maybe, maybe you could put a, a, the, the five-second part that sounds okay. <laughs> the bit where I'm not singing. What up? This is London. My lovely London. Disappearing before my eyes. The streets are ran through as a young man. They've kept on down. It's all for money, but not the culture or our own proud history. I must save life for you and me. I must save life. Listen to your music. I think I'm right in saying that you are very much a Paris, Parisian band, and Bobby, you're very much a London music. Yeah. Band. Um, that's how I feel. What comes through in the songs is that the you, the city's pretty much they come out in the in the music. Mm. You know, am I am I right in that? You, you I'd, I'd like I'd like to think so. Yes. Yeah. Because mm. yeah, sure. I'm products of my environment. Environment. Yeah. You know, I was born and brought up in in London. Although I spent, you know. Mm. Just roughly half of my life living on the south coast. London has yeah. never been far away in, in terms of, yeah. of you know my love for it. And it was quite funny when I used to bring my daughter up to London on sightseeing trips. She'd say that my accent changed as soon as we got past <laughs> that. <laughs> um, so it's all, it's always been there, and yeah, there is um, yeah, there's always a route knocking around somewhere. I mean, yeah. a couple of my songs mentioned London or specific yeah. areas of London. So yeah, it's. Is there any one of your your songs in particular that you think would be that is, is sort of means a lot to you and, and your relationship with London? The uh, well, yeah, Cleopatra that we've already played that's kind of got a lot of London influence yeah. in it. Obviously, the, yeah. the only one line actually mentions London, uh, but there's another song of mine which is on the the Bedtime Stories album. Uh, called When Tomorrow Comes, and that kind of mentions places like the Dublin yeah. Castle and yeah. Leicester Square and yeah. Soho, yeah. and kind of these are. I mean, the story behind that is that I met up with uh, an ex-girlfriend after about twenty years you know, we hadn't uh, seen each other, and you know, funnily enough, she was. I met her at one of those response package tours gigs back in Dingles back in '84 mm. or something like that. Uh, and our, our relationship kind of spanned the length of Respond Records, which wasn't very long. <laughs> um, and and so uh, there's a lot of kind of shared memories in that. Yeah. And, and for me, the f- funny thing about that is that I'm now friends with people that recorded on Respond. <laughs> and yeah. I, I just find that really weird. But yeah, this is, I mean, the song written, uh, the Dougie's name is Frida, um, mm. and we're good friends now. We hadn't been in contact for years and years and mm. all of a sudden we arranged to meet up and, and there was mm. all these ideas coming to my head of yeah. the areas that we used to be yeah. you know, and where we met up and where we used to go and that's all in When Tomorrow Comes. Mm. 
will sit right there. Girl, I will wait right there. We'll take a walk along Paradise Street to the cafe where we used to meet. I will sit a while. Girl, we can laugh for a while. talking last week um, when we went out that Paris is, is really difficult to get gigs you know and I always assume Paris is such a great musical city there's a great music scene but but you know like we were in London there, there I know people decry London there's nothing there's oh, loads of gigs in London oh, compared to Paris, Paris but in Paris you said there's nothing there's nowhere really it's, to play you know uh, it's difficult no it's um, it's not like uh, it, it, it was easier in the 80s yeah. Uh, or in the 90s, uh, uh, early 90s maybe, uh, to find places. Um, and I think uh, there's a few reasons. Uh, I think a lot of problem uh, with the uh, neighbor, mm. uh, the, the noise, 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 noise and uh, everything yeah. is... Uh, a little bit, uh, how to say, everything is clean, you know. Uh, and um, the culture uh, changed a lot yeah. too, because I think the music we play is maybe uh, a little bit like uh, people from another planet. Yeah, we uh, yeah. it's the first uh, review that we ever had before this record. And, they described our music as being from another planet. <laughs> okay. yes, but a lot of people uh, listen to don't know, don't know what. Techno music. I don't know if it's they don't go to see live music much at all. Yes, I yes. remember and at one point uh, I asked everyone yes. I work with, when was the last time you went to see a band? Yeah, and some of them had like been, you know, and one time really in their crazy, entire life. You know? What is really crazy is, is that uh, even in the mud scene, mm. uh, the live culture there is uh, no. no live culture there is none. in, right. in France. 
I, yeah. I, 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 I can speak about France because yeah. it, it's, it's always DJ, you know, DJ. Yes, yeah. because yeah. I mean, over yeah. here there is quite a good mod sort of scene, isn't there? Isn't yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But even that's, that's suffering a bit because there's also, especially in London, there's a, a, a decent sized kind of rare soul, northern soul, sort of classic soul scene. Um, and a, a, we get the split over here exactly the same. We mm-hmm. get people that don't like to go and see live bands. They like to go and listen to something mm. that they're familiar with, yeah. uh, perhaps. Or uh, they're, they're, they're a, a DJs that they follow because they know they're going to get a certain level of sound, mm. and they don't want to come out and experience like the the, the you know the, the real visceral you know, yeah. aspect of, yeah. a, of a live band. Yeah. Whereas you know I I like this and going to listen to DJs, yeah. but. I prefer to see a band. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there there is a there's still quite a good scene here, as you, as you were, which you've benefited yeah. from probably as French boutique, you know, because you, sure. you're here. I mean, that's the other thing is we're know. we're a mod band, you know. Mm. Another thing uh, I want to tell that uh, uh, in the mod scene, um, the problem is that uh, people um, are uh, focused, focused, focused yeah. on the style, uh, but not uh, I'm, I. I love styles. Yes, yes it's important. Yeah. But uh, when you play pop music, when you uh, try to you, 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 you write lyrics and you it's we, we are a, a pop band, we are not, but we are a pop band yeah. musically. Yeah. Uh, we are not purists, and it's difficult because in the mod scene in France now, uh, I don't want to to speak about uh, England, but in France, they are too. Like a little, uh, I don't know, a tiroir. Uh, the, uh, drawers, like it has to go in the yes. separate drawer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Garage, yeah, yeah. Yeah, beat, soul, northern soul, reggae, uh, rocksteady. Mm. But if you, uh, if, for, for me, the best example is uh, 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 people like Elvis Costello, mm. Paul Weller, all yeah. that guys. They are not into uh, little cases. Yeah. They. Um, uh, they make songs they uh, with lyrics and with yeah. melody and with, and they and they speak to people not uh, only uh, you know to to say yes I'm a mod I have a nice suit it's not uh, the yeah. mm. that's a good point I think that it's it's a good it's one thing that we're very keen on in Retroman Blog as you know from people that know the blog or the podcast is that we we're not any genre we're not a mod we're not punk we're not anything but. Even in England, there are still categorised, there are still genres, yes, there's, and, there's, there are still, yeah. and within the mod scene, within the punk scene, within the garage rock scene, there are clear lines, which is terrible. It's not good for me, you know. No. I mean, we will play anything, and and I think um, <laughs> here's proof. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, and I think anything good should I? Should well, I say? No, no. <laughs> just just to add what, to what Serge was saying, you mentioned earlier about neither of our bands being generically mods. There's loads mm. of influences. Um, and you know, Paul Weller, Elvis Costello, both massive influences on me. As is Nick Lowe, who is, yeah. and the thing I admire about him is he's never been genre specific. Even Definitely. going back as far as you know, Brinsley Schwartz, as yeah. as you know, we, we've, we've well, you covered, covered a yeah. Brinsley Schwartz song, which yeah, is I, nice. I was yeah. surprised by that one. It was I, a like, good I like you, I don't love you, which is <laughs> not actually a Nick Lowe song. See, he's gone, <laughs> it's a great song. Um, uh, but yeah, it's that that that. He, he, he writes about what he feels at the time, and he doesn't have to then crowbar that into a, yeah. you know, into a pigeonhole or a box or anything. So he, there's elements of country, there's elements of soul, yeah. you know, there's, and there's pure pop. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that I'm, you know, I'm a pop, no. I'm a pop writer. There's nothing wrong with the word pop, 
And so one of my choices um, is Nick Lowe. Um, and it's going back, it's, it's one that Elvis Costello pinched. <laughs> um, I've also sung it a couple of times live. It's what's so funny about this stuff and understanding. Good choice. Yeah, that's a genre busting track then, so let, let's play it. Here we go. Here you go. As I walk this wicked world, searching for light in the darkness of insanity. Is our hope gone? Is there only pain, hatred, and misery? Oh, yeah. And each time I feel like this inside, it's one thing. Let's pick another couple of your tracks that had an influence on you, Gabriella. As a, as a well, I had a we had a, on our record the last um, album that we did. We had I had a few things because it was produced by Andy Lewis. It's the first record. Uh, yes, I was going to get onto that because him. you had a great gig at the Hundred Club, supporting yeah. Faye Hallam. Exactly. Um, and, and we met. Uh, we actually met when when he was playing uh, bass. That's uh, right. With yeah. Faye Hallam when they played yeah. at our Friends Club in yeah. Paris, and uh, and he suggested a. Uh, producing us and so yeah and then he did yeah so that was Fantastic. great and but this is your new album tell us about the new album oh uh, it's called the uh, lame de paris mm-hmm. so the soul de paris yeah. another um, and uh we uh boom it just came out on heavy soul mm. i don't think there's any vinyl left at least oh, right. i'm trying i just called the yeah. uh, uh sent a message to adam today to try to get whatever oh great that's is, good news is, isn't it uh, so it's, st- it's going well and we'll probably get some more CDs because yeah. it's always well, nice I have the CDs just now because I haven't <laughs> 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 downloaded but we had our, our friend Olivier um, uh, who also uh, has his, his own band Pop and Cour mm-hmm. he uh, played uh, organ on it as, yeah. as he had um, for front pop and uh, and also our friend Suzanne uh, Shields who's a jazz singer mm-hmm. and also uh, Moonlight as our flute player and sometimes our oh, organ right. player because wow. we have a re- rotating cast yeah of organ players yeah. uh, because nobody <laughs> seems to be available all the time so yeah. and uh, and uh, he um, just did an EP for Pop and Cour and they did a really nice song together 
that she's singing on to, and it's called Red Summer, so I wanted to play that. It's a very nice song. I drive you home tonight Before the boat is over You'll just say goodbye Summer. And we've played mm-hmm. Poppincore on the podcast before. Great. Olivia's great. I, I like it when he plays with you, and he often comes over to London to play, and he's, he's a lovely guy. Yeah, he's a And great doing great music on his own as well. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a great track, you know, and that's from the new album, which is available now in all good record stores. Mm. If there are any record stores left. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, a- and I think um, the good thing about, I said, talking to, to all of you here, is that he's getting rid of these genres, isn't it? And getting rid of these sort of... Uh, you know what? What is mod? What is punk? What is pop? And I, and I think, Bobby, would you like to pick another track? Yeah, I think it? I would. But it, it kind of mixes. <laughs> it mixes <laughs> everything on the spot here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Drop that one right on me. I mean, that, that, that's that's the that's the important thing. Is that you know, good music is good music. It doesn't matter about how wide the singer's trousers are. Or what sort of haircut they got. If a song's good, a song's <laughs> yeah. good. Um, but I would just interrupt that it is nice <laughs> if they have a nice haircut and nice trousers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You do have I, to I, look I, at them. It sounds like the ruttles, doesn't it? Leggy <laughs> Mountain Batting. What else? It was the trousers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we can say that some songs, uh, it's, it's better to listen to them and to, uh, uh, to don't have to see. <laughs> 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 no, it's a good point. It's, it's a good <laughs> because it's, if it's yeah. a good song, and good trousers, it's... It's going to be a song of my next album. That's a great, that's a great, you know. Well, the good thing is anyone that's listening that doesn't know French Boutique or Dr. Bird, they look as great as they sound. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I have to point so out that it is getting dark in here. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, to carry on the, the, the conversation, I think, you know, good music, irrespective of who it's by, um, if, if it's a good song, it's a good song. And the best way, I, the best person I've ever seen that, that's kind of just gone out and um, sold the song rather than any, uh, any of the other accoutrements is, is Billy Bragg. And I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I first yeah. saw Billy Bragg um, on a style count, the first Style Council tour. So oh, I'm at the Dominion in Tottenham Court Road, oh, okay. um, yeah. wow. and he got up and he played a very short set, just him and the guitar, um, and uh, you know nothing else. And he, uh, the audience were completely enraptured. Yeah. So the following morning, I went out and bought Life's a Riot with Spy versus Spy, yeah. um, and you know the song I've chosen from that is one that I've, I've played live a few times myself, uh, and it's a, a New England. I was 21 years when I wrote this song I'm 22 now but I won't be for long People ask me when will you grow up to be a man But all the girls I love in school are already pushing brands I loved you then as I love you still Though I put you on a pedestal, they put you on the pill I don't feel bad about letting you go I just feel sad about letting you know Seen him only once. I'm oh. <laughs> but we all love yeah. Billy Bragg. Yeah. But yeah. It's, I was glad when uh, Bobby mentioned that he had picked them because I was trying to narrow down, you know, when you were saying influences and yeah. album, and yeah. because we have a lot of uh, political songs. Yeah. Uh, I thought of him as a good example of, of being able to do a political song that's actually still a very good song, mm. which is not so easy. No. Mm. You can have these really right-on political punk bands, which then you yeah. don't actually want to listen to. <laughs> yeah. You just want yeah. to like send them money to have them not play. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I listened to uh, Billy did. Um, uh, I think it was a TV show last year about protest songs, mm. and it, uh, one of the mm. things that I always remember is that he, he said, "You know, you talk, you're talking about political bands." He said, "You know, so a lot of people know how to protest 
but they don't necessarily know how to do a song. That's right. And I just yeah. thought that that was just that, that absolutely yeah. right. Bill, yeah. you know, Bill doesn't always do you know one or the other. He's, he's a brilliant love song yeah. writer as mm, well. Definitely. Yeah. You know, um, and and a storyteller. Things like Levi Stubbs Tears are just yeah. 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 that's just oh, a, an astonishing song. But then he also, if he if he does a political song, it's with a hint of irony and a touch of humour and yeah yeah it's a good yeah. Song. yes distance, right. yeah. Distance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. like like Ray Davis yeah I think it, 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 he never wrote really politic songs yeah. but you can find some politic things mm, yes. in his no, songs no, that's a good, a very he, good point yes. yeah, you, you don't have to uh, uh, to try to convince in the mm. song it's horrible to make a discourse or a, no. uh, you, you say discourse mm. yes no, yeah, a yeah. speech really. yeah, yeah nobody yeah. wants yeah. to be yeah. preached yeah. yeah. yes, yes yes yeah. but no, uh, the, the best uh, yeah. the best songs uh, the best political songs are, are not uh, like that you, you must uh, yeah yes uh, yeah. So no, they don't they point. don't give you every, everything on the plate. You have to think about what's being said and then yeah. interpret it for yourself. Unless it's called the Mac. You, you've summed it up really well there. You know, the Billy Bragg and New Surge as well. You know, with with Ray Davis, their songs are and like Issy Paris and the, your some of your songs that they're they're simple songs mm. on the surface, but uh, underneath there's a political message, which is a yes. a social message. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's really why I think your bands are nice to listen to, and, and there's a lot there, a lot of depth there. You know, on the surface you might think this is catchy, this is soulful, this is great, but underneath there is something there which is not preaching it. You know. I think Toby mentioned at the show on on Sunday that uh, that one of the, one of these reviews that we've gotten uh, recently uh, in France, which is again really nice, we hadn't gotten anything um, reviewed there before, and uh, one of them uh, said that or started the interview and said, "You might think when you hear this record that it all sounds really nice and la 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 and it's all great." And then you realize that it's all just a cover-up for a, a, a extreme left political agenda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was very, but it was very funny. Yeah, he, was, he, yeah. was, he was joking with the whole thing. Yeah, but he's probably was, got uh, it right, though, hasn't he? Yeah, it's not, it's, it wasn't completely yeah. off, off base. Yeah. So, Sergio, so, so, I mean, you know, Ray Davis is a great example, I think, of, um, of, of I, I see the way you, two of you write your songs, you know. I mean, although I, I, I only get glimpses of, of the French language and what I can translate with Google or whatever, you know, but... And it's I never think, a good idea. No, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, but have you got any particular kink song that you that hit a nerve with you? Yes, you? but I think it's uh, it's not political at all. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because um, I always um, love that, uh, that song. Uh, it's uh, Lazy Old Sun. Uh, from the album uh, Something Else. Ah, that's, that's uh, I think record. they wrote mm. that uh, 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 it was maybe uh, 67 or 66. Yeah. I think it's 66 uh, Yes, yeah. the album uh, Something Else. I love that album it's and album. that song yeah. in particular. It's a, a, a mix between uh, psychedelic yeah. uh, sounds yeah. and uh, something really uh, um, subtle. Subtle, uh, subtle, 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 yes, yeah, and yeah. and uh, really uh, the, the the kinky atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kinky, well, you've got a song called Kinky Atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's a great choice. So you know, let's hear it. This is the Kinks. Away. 
your lazy old son. So Gabriella, what what um let, let's let's go back to, to your choices and, and your influences on your on your singing and your music and what what made you want to get up on stage and sing? Is there any particular song or artist that made you think I want to do this, you know? No. No, <laughs> no I always ask myself why on earth am I doing this? <laughs> no, Before I never, every gig. I don't, oh, yeah, yeah. Especially those ones last week. Oh, I love James Ray, but uh, I, I, I can't sing like James Ray, you know. <laughs> I like I like a lot of people. I love uh, Irma Thomas. Uh, I, I like a lot, lot of soul, great soul singers. I can't sing like them at all. So mm. I like writing songs. Yeah. Which I didn't... Um, but how, how did you get the bug for writing songs then? Was there anything that... Any uh, songwriter actually, yeah, or musician? I'll tell you that... what happened is that I, I had to... Um, we wanted so they wanted to do covers sometimes, and I'm not I'm not a hundred percent against doing a cover if you do something kind of interesting with it. Mm. And one of the um, I like a, a lot, like everyone, a Georgie Fame. Yes. And he had a song called "In the Meantime" uh, that that oh, I liked, yes. and it's actually yes. very it's it's a funny song. Yeah. And uh, so I thought we might try it in French. So I had to yeah to uh, kind of write you know so and then you realize when you do it you can't really translate mm. the song, but actually mm. it's pretty it's pretty. Um, faithful to the original idea yeah so you did your own take on the yeah on the song yeah. kind of yeah. a, and Serge found a, a nice sort of R&B angle mm. for the song and it's actually really a nice yeah. song it doesn't sound so it's, I'm happy to do that it doesn't sound anything like the original song yeah at all yeah. but it's still you know it's not it's not just like a completely new song so it's it's a fun challenge to to do this uh, Luan Dumois is on the new record yeah, and uh, and it's from um, the idea that uh, of the song uh, Edda James. Well, I actually I don't know who wrote it, but it's called "I Just Want to Make Love to You." Mm. Well, should so. we play that one? Oh, sure. Why not? Why not? Let's play it. I don't want you to be no slave. I don't want you work all day but I want you to be true and I just want to make love to you love to you Ooh, love to you all I want to do is wash your clothes I don't want to keep you indoors for you to do but keep me making love to you love to you Ooh. tell us a little bit about the other members of your band i think you've got quite well, a steady lineup now but olivier's um so he he's not he said we have rotating keyboard players okay, like you mentioned yeah, so toby yeah. i mean that was the one thing we weren't worrying about on sunday is because he's played so many shows with us lately that he yeah. knows the keyboard for the for the French boutique ones that we did. Okay, yeah. So he's yeah. a he's doing a lot because Olivier has his band and has lots yeah. of things going on, and uh, and then our friend Suzanne, the, who plays mm. flute and some of these things mm. with Olivier and does lots of things. Sometimes she comes. Yeah. So, uh, but otherwise, it's the uh, by the original drummer Zelda, Zelda yes. Kira, who yeah. also sings and also writes. Uh, well, the good thing nice about songs. I think she she's such a great drummer, but also she has a great vocal harmony. Yeah. So yeah. she adds really great backing vocals. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think. Yes, I think that really elevates everything. I think you might agree, Bob. I do. I do totally agree. You know, um, and it, it's I kind of I've said to friends before, but I've never mentioned it to Gabrielle and Serge. 
it kind of the the, the different in, difference in the vocal range of, yes. of uh, Gabriella and Zilk. It's almost like a a, a mod ABBA. Yeah. You know, kind of got that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the mud what? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't say that. Now it comes out. I know we, we are. They, they just complement each other yes, so yes, well. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm in genres, isn't it? You know. Deep, deep trouble now. I must think about that. Famous yes. mod group now, yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. Well, they were actually, they were pretty much the 60s. Well, the two boys were. It was Benny, he was in the. Yeah. Uh, was it the Hepstars right. and then like the the Swedish Beatles? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And some, so you're not going to choose an ABBA song, are you? No, I, yeah, I've got it now. It's actually. Uh, oh, that's uh, a interestingly enough, SOS was a favourite of Pete Townsend. Oh, oh no, 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 Please do a version of SOS. <laughs> you're driving me to, to finish off the wine now. I hope you're. Uh, if you I hope to, you're I'm sorry, I must leave in the yeah. <laughs> That's not very nice. No, no, it, I've always wanted to hear SOS played by yes. a great band, oh. a, a good punk no, to, 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 Yeah, yeah. To speak about the. the, the um, uh, Zelda and Jean-Marc. Uh, Zelda, right. she's uh, like she's changing the subject now. Uh, <laughs> yes, she, she's uh, she's a uh, drummer. We had the idea to to make the band with Zelda at first because okay. I met her uh, when I was uh, DJing it's like that, yeah. uh, in a, in a bar, and uh, uh, she was uh, there with uh, uh, her friends, uh, Skinhead girls and she uh, and it was funny uh, she, she she likes the, the records yeah. and we we, uh, we became friends and we we spoke about uh, the music and I uh, uh, told her that I uh, tried to uh, have some uh, some uh, music some yeah. uh, songs but uh, uh, I don't have lyrics and she she and she uh, she told me that uh, she loved to uh, to, to write uh, yeah. and at that time she she, she wrote in English. Uh, oh, she's, we, a song, she's a songwriter. She writes songs. Uh, yes, and, and, she, and we, we made the first, uh, the first song, which was Kinky Alumette. Oh. Uh, I sent her uh, the music with the melody, uh, verse and chorus, and she sent me uh, the lyrics, uh, and it was really nice, and it was the, the, the start uh, and but at that time she 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 played with another band she mm. she played like, uh, as a d- uh, drummer with another band yeah. and um, and after that uh, uh, we uh, we try uh, to, yeah. to make band and after that uh, we met uh, that crazy guy who is always there <laughs> uh, Jean Marc yes. uh, and uh, yes he's uh, we and we're happy uh, he's a he's and, a uh, he's a amateur photographer. Yes. Well, I, mean, I was going to say, yes. I like what I, it's great when when he's when you play because I always love to see his photos of you of your travels because mm-hmm. he always captures these great photos. He's great yes, yes, he's a yeah. great, great photographer. Yeah, but yeah. He, he can't now uh, uh, make a, a picture of us because he's playing. And now he can't because he's playing. It's That's terrible. right. You, see, you, need to, <laughs> you need to get another bass player so he can go down the front and take pictures. You know. Yeah. But it's nice when we play with other bands because they're always happy because they get. Jean-Marc pictures. Yeah. Oh yes, I've got several. Have you got? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's yeah. because great, yeah. we we met him like that uh, with yeah. with the photography yeah, yeah. he he took mm. uh, of uh, French boutique. I remember the first uh, rehearsal. Uh, Actually, it was a tryout. It, it was and he came, at home. He came, he came to the, the house and yeah. he played. A, and, and I said, "Bon, why don't you learn?" Like, because we never saw him play anything. Someone just told us he played bass. 
and we just oh, right, okay. we just so liked him, and I figured he was him. such a good photographer. So he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna screw up or something, you know. And so he came over to the house, and we did a little. I took uh, he, acoustic guitar. He played, and played every single song. one of our songs. Oh, fantastic! It was, like, so he was a fan. Perfectly. He was a fan. Yeah. Perfectly. He, he, yeah. he learned every. He was better than us. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. We screw up all the time. Yeah. Like, how do you do this? It's amazing. So it's great. Yeah. Bonjour Jean-Marc et Zelda. They kicked me out of the metro train, gasping for air. I guess we weren't wanting me and my guitar. I went got a bloke with a double bass, try to get in. Subscribed in their eye, raging. Oh, as these old dry days, let's go out. Let's swallow the streets and get those shoes to wear. I'm in a tune of unrest coming from underground with the band making sound. So, Bobby, I mean, you, I mean, is Doctor Bird pretty much your own? Is it like an outlet for your own songs? Is it? Is well, it yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, as I'm a, the. Without yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I write the songs. Yeah. You know, sounding a bit like Dennis Waterman there, but <laughs> oh, Doctor Bird as as yeah, an entity has been going for about four years now, <laughs> yeah. and we've gone through several lineup changes. So I started it with my my friend Richard uh, mm. Richard Corbin. And we just had the idea of getting together and making a, a noise and having a bit of fun. And so the original lineup was um, Richard on drums. Um, we had a, a friend who sadly passed away earlier this year, Sean, uh, who played bass for us originally. Um, uh, Greg, a fellow called Greg Meehan on saxophone, and me on guitar and, and vocals yeah. and our first gig was four years ago and that would have been at the what's, what, what was the Elian Blues Club over oh right yeah, okay. so I think yeah. it's the Red Rooms in England yeah. uh, place with loads of history so that, that was that was pretty cool since then you know lineup changes I've had uh, Toby Kinder has been in the band mm. um, Mark Norton um, who was also Gene Drayton unit he's provided um, flute and sax on a couple of tracks he, he played on Bedtime Stories and uh, Part of My Plan yeah. EP um, uh, Ken Cooper from the Chords UK was in the band for about six months or so playing drums for me yeah. um, Chris Scopes played bass for us for a little while and now we've kind of settled on a lineup with um, uh, I've got Chris Rumble on drums I've got Paul Hancock on second guitar We've got Graham Lentz on, on bass and Graham Oh Graham yeah, Graham, Graham who will plays play. percussion with you yeah. he's on yes. bass. Oh, Graham, right, bass Graham will play everything. Yeah. Yeah. Give him enough time we'll learn <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and once again we're on, on vocals and, and with guitar. So you played a great gig at the Hundred Club with Faye Hallam. Yes. And 
Magnus Carlsen, he was a great yeah. Swedish singer. Yeah. That was a fantastic show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. It was really nice. It's a bigger, it's a bigger honor for us, yeah. and uh, it was a really good night. Yeah. And you know, we've worked a lot with Graham Day and the Midway scene, so yes. great to see you. And and, and there, there, again, that's another scene which is so disparate, isn't it? There's sort of like Faye Hallam, and there's the Graham Day, and the, and the, all the, the Billy Charge, the Garage thing, which when I was growing up. Sort of after punk, I got into the psychedelic thing in the 80s, so the garage rock thing. So there was Billy Childish, the Milkshakes, the Prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Naz Nomad, there was Doctor and the Medics, which we touched on with Well Suspect, who Richard is, uh, you did a, a radio show with Richard yesterday, yep. who was in, yes. he's now with Well Suspect Records. But I mean, that was a great time for me, and I never really saw the Prisoners and that as a mod band. To me, they were like a psychedelic band, there was all these things coming out, and then you got into like making time mm-hmm. there was sort of a slight mod another mod like revival thing coming on with like mm-hmm. Faye Hallam and making time and that and um, I said it was great to see you and, and Faye on, on stage at the 100 Club legendary venue and uh, I think you both complimented each other really well um, was, I, I was there and I agree that was, you, that, I yeah. was there that was great oh, it was a great uh, packed out wasn't it yeah, as well, thank you we really you know, wanted to do a good job is that where you met um, Andy Lewis no we met Andy in, um, before that that was actually right after we recorded um, with with Andy he that oh, Faye okay. yeah. played in Paris at my friend's place called the Tiki Lounge a very small oh, okay. yeah place uh, uh, so I, I don't know how they managed to fit and fit everybody in but um, yeah. I, it, was, it was kind of a stopover I think on their way mm-hmm. to Italy so and then we met Andy and he said uh, he said that, that he liked our record and he wanted to mm. record us and since I um, had really uh, liked the, the Fayal album that had just come out yeah. and um, House of Now yeah. And I was playing that every morning and driving, driving my house guests <laughs> crazy, going, "You can't play the same record all the time." You know, he liked it very much, of course. And uh, so it sounded like a good idea, and so mm. we did that. And he's recorded, he's, he's produced the new. The yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. Yeah. Really, very nice. So, was there a particular face song that you you liked? Well, I thought they have a new record out that he also produced, yeah. and uh, and uh, they have a single. I don't know if it's officially a single, but well. And it says, it's starting to feel good. into going um, back to what we were saying about the going back to the 80s on the side and and making time were, mm-hmm. were a great a great band which yeah, was slightly you, the, you, you, you what, that was one of your choices yes it, it, it will be <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, Faye, Faye uh, making time they came out towards the kind of the back end of the original revival that That's kind right. of a little yeah. bit after the fact but you know like I was saying earlier I was always drawn to the so more soulful yes. R&B kind of thing and, and they, they slotted in really nicely. 
Uh, and the reason I wanted to choose one is um, the, the nice thing about playing and, and you know, doing what I do is that I get to meet people that I was I was a fan of yes. you know, thirty years ago or whatever, and they and then they become acquaintances or, or in some cases friends. Um, we we played a show, French boutique, Doctor Bird. Uh, and Deep Six played a show in Croydon at the end of last year. Oh, yeah, the Oval Town. Yeah, the Oval. Mm. Oval. Um, um, and it's the first time I've met Sid. And I'm, I was slightly in awe of Sid because, you know, being from making time, kind of thing, I've got all your yeah. records, mate. <laughs> um, and I, I, we were on first, and I'd forgotten my tuner. My tuner broke. My guitar tuner broke. So I started playing the, the first chord of the first tune, which I believe was Tiny Acorns, and it was out. And I could see Sid's face, and he just—he was putting the face, and you know, I got into the first verse, and he just went, "Bobby, stop! I can't have this." And he got up on stage and you know, retuned my guitar <laughs> for me. So, not only was you know Sid, a, you know, someone I'd admired from a from a distance, he then became my guitar technician, yeah. uh, and because of that, I wanted to go with a making time track, one that kind of ties in everything we've spoken about before. Um, the influences of Elvis Costello and Niccolo and Stiff Records and all that kind of stuff. So I went with their version of Pump It Up. I was making time and pump it up. That's a good choice. As I said, it does tie nicely what we're talking about because you touched on the pub rock thing earlier. And this also links to, to the next sort of progression of, of what Serge was talking about of after the punk scene and the, and the mod thing and the jam had finished and the star council, then you got into Britpop, which again, making time, as people might know, Martin was in, went on to do the Charlatans, which were one of the mainstays of the Britpop thing, which did tie into a lot. Another, it was another sort of mod early 90s mod revival wasn't it because Blur with Park Life there was the there was sort of the laddish culture the football thing there was mm. a mod threads and all that and I think with Blur's Park Life was a, was probably a pretty much a mod album wasn't it really I know it's like Britpop but there was a lot of great music mm. uh, around and you picked a, a, a sort of quite a good choice as a cover to play on the Sunday the Power well, It was Toby that picked that up. Oh, actually. was it really? Yeah. Because yeah. we were yeah. thinking that we, instead of, we, I mean, we wouldn't just do each other's songs, we wanted to do some other, like, covers, but, mm. and uh, so we were, we were batting around a list of 
things that someone mm. might want to do. And he sent it, and I was really happy because it's um, a band called Supergrass, <coughs> who mm. my friend, um, my friend Mick Marsh, who died last week, he was a very good friend of mine from, uh, but the old mod scene, and and uh, and uh, well, for a long time, and he he was he was much more open minded with new music than than I was, mm. so. Um, he was constantly trying to get me to go see these new Britpop groups that I was like not really interested in. Mm. And one of the ones he forced me to go see was Supergrass. Yeah. And they played a, a really nice place called Bimbo's in San Francisco. And I surprised myself because I really enjoyed the show. And I had went on to see them in France, actually. But a very good band. And so we... Um, we did it on Sunday, as you saw. Hopefully, yes, not too I bad. Did, didn't record this first. We have no evidence <laughs> of whether it was good or bad, which is probably just as well. Yeah. And it's called It's Not So as you were saying, that Britpop re-energized yes. your passion for music again. Yes, well, Supergrass is really, really a great band. Mm-hmm. I love their their free first mm-hmm. uh, album. Yes, it reminds me a lot, lot of things. And uh, uh, um, uh, after the um, the split of the Jam, yeah. and uh, it was three of our favorite bands uh, were uh, the Jam, yeah. the Undertones, and the yeah. Beat. Great the, choices. The three yeah. bands. They split yeah. <laughs> at the same time, yeah. almost yeah. at yeah. the same time, and it was uh, uh, we, uh, we were a little bit uh, confused. After that, you you spoke about the prisoners. It was yes. really nice for us yeah. to discover the prisoners. From yes. for us, the prisoners was they they, they were really really great, yeah. and uh, uh, we we loved the small faces. Yeah. And for us, the prisoners was. Uh, a, a link between yeah, that's true. the small faces and the punk movement yeah. and uh, all the garage yes. bands and it was really great. Yeah. I saw them in Paris uh, two times. Wow. Uh, in the, in the, the first time in a little bar uh, in Paris. It was yeah. really fun oh, with uh, with uh, a French band, uh, friend, friends of mine, uh, Les Responsables. Uh, the great. Oh, we uh, Fred. Yes, yes, Fred. Oh, Salut, yeah. Fred. Uh, and um, we were really great fans of the Prisoners. For us, yes. it was really great.
And for me, the big thing was the Britpop moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I remember uh, my friend Jean, salut Jean, uh, who makes me listen uh, to uh, the third uh, Blur's album Park Life. Yeah. And it was really a great, great uh, discover, discover? Yeah. discovery, discovery yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was all, all I love because uh, the mix, the mix between the specials, the jam, yes. the kinks, and <laughs> no. Yes. Well, I, I can, it's funny because I, I can see a little bit of blur in some of French boutique's music mm-hmm. in a strange way, but the way that they mix a lot of these influences in making their own. So you can sense there I are these sense. sort of influences, oh. but. There's some some songs I can I can sense yeah. that they're it's funny it's funny that uh, you say that because uh, Zelda is, she's a great fan she of knows. Blur oh, right, okay. and uh, yeah. that, that, it was uh, when when I met her we we uh, we, uh, mm. uh, we, uh, we had a discussion about uh, all that and uh, Divan Comedy too uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Divan yeah, Comedy yeah, great yeah, band yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah. Nell Anon he's really really yes. great and yeah. and uh, yeah. also Pulp. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pulp. Uh, I never, I never saw them uh, on stage. I saw, yeah. uh, I, s- yeah. I saw Blur uh, and Supergrass yeah. in Paris. Uh, it was oh. really great. Uh, yes, it was uh, really uh, kind of in French we say Renaissance. Yeah, <laughs> I think in true in English we'd say the same thing. Music goes through these sort of renaissances, doesn't it? Yes, uh, and it, you can get yeah, re-energized by yes. certain. It was really exciting for me. Yeah. And it, and the, the the new uh, the new uh, career of uh, Paul Waller too because I saw uh, mm. the Paul Waller movement. I don't know if it was really the Paul Waller movement or Paul Waller, but it was uh, in the place in Paris, La Cigale. It was a big, great, yeah. great, great gig yeah. for me. It was really amazing. It was because uh, um, I saw the jam. I must say, I am an old man. I saw the jam <laughs> in 1979, <laughs> and I saw them uh, uh, when they uh, uh, when they record. Uh, after the All Mod Cons, uh, my yeah. favorite album, uh, and it was really for me. It was uh, yes, that yeah. the first time I saw English mods, uh, I saw in the audience. Uh, yeah. Audience, I, I, I was a little bit punk at that time, and I saw all that guys with Union Jacks and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, parkas, and it, it was uh, a bit scary. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, all, oh, all that French to say that uh, yeah. Yeah. That we've heard all the all the stories <laughs> yeah, from the, yeah. what they did at the yeah. jam concerts. But I think I think it's yeah. a good it's a good point, isn't it? Because we we I think you're getting on now to to that again a renaissance of Paul Weller, where he you know he was pretty gone underground, wasn't he at the time? But you know, and don't then think it's any any uh, accident that he he then started to to actually build a, a solo career that people look back on now and think yeah. you know, that, that those songs were great. Um, because you know, as Serge was saying, we guys like um, Blur, um, Supergrass, Pulp in particular, who I saw live several times, brilliant. Mm. Um, and even some of the lesser bands like uh, Echo Belly, mm. I'd say lesser bands, you know, less yeah, popular, or less right. successful yeah. bands, that they continued this um, this tradition of great English songwriting. Mm. Yeah, something mm. that Paul Paul has always you know always subscribed to. Mm. Carried on the the mm. Townsend, Marriott and Lane, yeah. um, Ray Davis tradition, and and, and it all came, kind of all came together in Britpop. Where a lot of the bands were doing the same thing. Very well, English. it's true, isn't it? Because they, <coughs> they name checked. I probably like the punk thing where a lot of the English punk bands were name checking Iggy Pop and the 
and the MC5, where you would mm-hmm. then, as a kid, you would go back and listen to the MC5 yeah. over Underground, Iggy Pop. I think a lot of those Britpop people like Blur, for a younger generation, okay, we might have known them, but they were name-checking people like Paul Weller, Ray Davis, who at the time probably weren't, you know, they'd, yeah, yeah. they'd drifted yeah. off the radar a little bit, hadn't they, if we're honest, yeah. you know. But suddenly, you know, Ray Davis, you know, Paul Weller, they, they, had, a, 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 they had a renaissance. Yes, yes. And yes. they came back to, to starting to write new music. And I, yeah, absolutely. Because that, that was a great thing about when we were younger, we bands. Like the Clash would talk, would play reggae, they talked about these great mm. bands. So you would then, as a kid, you would go back and listen yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah, the same yeah. with me, with, with Paul Weller, Jam era Paul Weller, that he'd, he'd name check the Kinks, he'd name check the Beatles, he'd name check the, right, the yeah. Who. Mm. And, and Wilco, the Dr. Feelgood. Yes, yes, yes. Dr. Feelgood, yes. Yeah, and that's the full In the City, the first Jam album is effectively the great lost Dr. Feelgood album. <laughs> yes, um, and that kind yes. of switched me on to, to all kinds of stuff exactly. that I probably wouldn't have bothered to listen to had yeah. they not been mentioned. I think that's um, that's been really great tonight talking to, to you. Thank you, Bobby. My pleasure. And thank you, Serge. Thank you. Thank you, Gabriella. Thank you. And I think you know. Let's let's um, let's pick a track that we're going to play out on. Let's okay. choose a track now. Let, let's let's have one. You want to have a fight? Let's have a let's have a, a, a let's have a thing. Let's have play one. Let's have one each of your own songs. To play ah, out on. okay. So uh, we have two of us, so we can pick two from. No, that's so, not fair. Oh, la, la. <laughs> yeah, but then if, then if it's going to be, it could be me and Bobby choosing our favourite French boutique song, which would be. No. Je regarde Le Tigre. Le Tigre. Uh, the the Tigres, or I like the Which I've played already on the podcast, so you know. So, but I like. Um, I mean, from for 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 the new record, I I think Pelle is probably my favourite song. Yeah. But it's probably it's closely followed by. Strasbourg Saint-Denis. Yes, I love Strasbourg Saint-Denis. But, Which uh, I love yes. too. It's about his parents' neighbourhood. Well, shall we go with that one? Why not? Allons-y pour Strasbourg Saint-Denis. Okay, French boutique. Strasbourg. There's two bottles of water. That's easy for you Strasbourg Saint-Denis. And let's hear it and then we'll, we'll play that and then we will end on one of Bobby's tracks with Dr. Bird. And am I allowed to choose one? Or can you pick one? Yeah, you can do what you like. Are you going to? Would you disagree? If I mean, let's say small flat beside the sea. That works for me. I wouldn't disagree with this. And don't forget, everybody, you can check out um, Retroman Blog www.retromanblog.com, where we'll put links to Doctor Bird, thank you, and French Boutique, and obviously look in the the back catalogue. We've got loads of stuff from French Boutique. Not so much on Bobby because I've only got to know Bobby a little bit over the past couple of years, but I'm sure there'll be more. Well, I hope so. Yeah, and, plenty. Um, thank you again for for joining me in the podcast. Thank today. you. It's fun. Thank you. And Enjoy we'll play that. you out. First of all, we'll hear um, Strasbourg Saint Denis by French Boutique, and then we will end that with Doctor Bird and Small Flat Beside the Sea. Thank you.
Je ne m'en irai pas Malgré tous vos efforts Je ne m'en irai pas D'ici Et si un jour je perds Je perds Welcome to my very small flat beside 